Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Taxpayers should beware of ghost preparers. IRS Tax Tip 2021-20, February 17, 2021. As people begin to file their 2020 tax returns, taxpayers are reminded to avoid unethical ghost tax return preparers. So when you pick your tax preparer, make sure that you're careful on the process of picking a tax preparer. Here are my general guidelines on what you might want to be thinking about or consider when you're thinking about your tax preparation needs for 2020. There's two major concerns you're kind of thinking about. One, how do I meet the immediate need of getting my taxes done and hopefully getting a refund as soon as possible? And then number two, then what are my long-term needs in terms of tax preparation? Now, if you have a more basic type of return, then you're probably focusing more on the first item. How do I get the immediate tax return done? And you probably don't need to focus as much on the long-term tax needs, given the fact that the circumstances are fairly easy and therefore you can, you can take care of them a lot more easily than if you have a more complex situation where you really do want to be putting more time and thought into the long-term process. So if you have a fairly basic return, you have a lot of different options. One that is available uh, this year would be the free file options. So you could go to the irs.gov website. You could look for free file options. It looks to me like the government has kind of pressured some of the uh, larger tax return preparer software providers, such as like an Intuit with TurboTax and so on, to provide a free option for people that have tax returns under a certain threshold, such as under a certain AGI or adjusted gross income limitation. And therefore, that's going to be a good option for people who have fairly basic returns to get access to the software that can really help you with an interview type of process to prepare the return more easily, as well as process the return electronically and have the direct deposit, which means you get the refund faster. Now, if you have a more complex type of tax return, then you may not qualify for the free file software if your income's a little bit more higher. Uh, therefore, you could actually purchase that type of software and you still get the added benefit of kind of the interview process that can act like a double check in order for you to help with the data input. But once your return becomes somewhat complicated, then you want to look for tax preparation help, most likely. I would think that would happen when your adjusted gross income goes above a certain level. If it goes above the free file software, then that might be the level that you want to then look for a tax preparer at that point in time. If you're itemizing your deductions, you probably have a more complex tax return. And if you have some kind of business income, oftentimes your tax return will be more complex, such as self-employment income. You can do self-employment income, Schedule C income, and keep it fairly basic. But again, that gets into accounting and, and whatnot, and the deductions can be a little bit more confusing. So at that point, that might be something that kind of drives you to want to look for uh, someone to give you some type of tax advice. So if you have a more complex return, then you might not be so concerned with the first item, your immediate need of getting the tax preparation done, and you should probably want to be more concerned with finding a tax preparer that can help you in the future. So you're probably looking for someone who's reliable, not just to get the tax return done today, and certainly not someone who's advertising simply to get the highest refund possible, because that could indicate kind of a scammy type of situation. What you want is someone that's going to be there in case you get audited in the future and uh, someone that can give you kind of tax advice into the future. And so that's when you want to spend some time to build a relationship with a tax preparer at that point. Back to the text, a ghost preparer is someone who doesn't sign tax returns they prepare. So if you're talking to a ghost preparer, 
So they're, they're usually going to, there could be a scam. If someone doesn't sign the tax return, then it might be a scamming type of situation. Obviously, if you're, if you are dealing with someone that is helping out you out with your taxes and they're not signing the tax return because they're not a paid preparer or something like that, that might be a little bit different. But if you're going, because they're not being paid for the service, but if you're going to someone who you're paying for the service and you don't, especially if you don't know who they are, they're, they're advertising tax preparation services, right? And they're being paid for those services, then they should be signing basically uh, the return. If, if they're not signing the return, then that, that should be an indication that, uh, that this might be kind of a scammy situation. If they t pile the fact that they're not signing the return on top of the fact that they're trying to charge you by the refund that they get you this year, that's really a big sign that it's a problem. And it's going to be a problem that uh, that will result whether the tax return processes or not. Because even if the tax return goes through, it could be the fact that they, they put misinformation on it, were fraudulent on the return in some way, or were super aggressive. And if that's the case, the IRS could come back anytime later. They have at least three years for the statute of limitations. And oftentimes, these type of ghost preparers will not be there for you <laughs> when the IRS actually comes back. They've collected their fee based on the refund that was exaggerated, possibly, that they got for you, possibly taking stances that weren't uh, legitimate. And they're not going to be there when the IRS comes back to you. And they don't have the information about them uh, because they didn't put their information on the return. And even if they did put the information on the return for them, they'd still come back to the tax preparer, you know, that, so, so that you're going to be the one that's primarily kind of responsible for it. So uh, unscrupulous ghost preparers often print the return and have the taxpayers to sign and mail it to the IRS. For e-file returns, the ghost, uh, the ghost will prepare but refuse to digitally sign as the paid preparer. So the IRS will typically require, if you are a paid preparer, for the paid preparer to give the information. That does not mean that as the taxpayer, you're not responsible for the information on the return, even if the, even if the tax preparer puts their information on it. You, they're still acting as your agent, and you're still the primary one responsible. But, if, but the IRS still wants their information too, and if they don't put their information on it, then that should lower your trust in, in uh, the advice that they're providing you a whole, a whole lot in most situations. So by law, anyone who is paid to prepare or assist in preparing federal tax returns must have a valid preparer tax identification number, a P10, PTIN. There's a link to that here. Paid preparers must sign and include their P10, PTIN on the return. Not signing a return is a red flag that the paid preparer may be looking to make a quick profit uh, by promising a big refund or changing fees based on the size of the refund. So again, it's typically a no-no for a tax preparer to be basing their fee on the size of the refund because that incentivizes them to take aggressive action and possibly fraudulent action on the tax return. And even if that was to, to work or go through, the IRS could come back to you, the tax preparer, in any time after that point, including at least three years, which is the general statute of limitations. So ghost tax return preparers may also require payment in cash only and not provide a receipt invent income to qualify their clients for tax credits. Now, here's some of the things that, you know, they might do, right? They might require payment in cash only and not provide a receipt. Why would they do that? Why would it, why would someone, well, if it's a scam, then they don't want any audit trail of you paying them. If you pay them cash, then there's no audit trail of you paying them. If there's a problem and you go back and say, hey, this person gave me the advice and whatnot, 
then they you don't even you can't even prove that you paid them because you paid them cash and it's going to be difficult to to prove that so it's usually a, a bad indication if someone just wants a cash payment or it usually means that they're they don't want the, they're worried about the the transaction being having a problem in the future so invent income to qualify for clients for tax credits so why would someone invent income this is the one that's kind of funny like why would they invent income because usually you're paying taxes and when you go to the taxpayer when you go to the tax man that's collecting your taxes usually the stance is hey look i'm poor i got my jeans on with holes in it and whatnot you know i can't afford to pay you the taxes why would you make more income and that's and the reason is because you got these kind of refundable tax credits one of them is the earned income tax credit which actually goes up as your income goes up so if they're trying to maximize this refundable tax credit they may actually try looking for ways to increase your earned income even though that's fraudulent in order to increase the amount of the refundable tax credit such as the earned income tax credit claim fake deductions to boost the size of the refund so that's the one you would kind of more expect someone trying to lower the, the income artificially right that's someone who's you know got uh, going to the tax preparer saying i you know i can't i got my holes in my jeans here i can't you know i need what and so you're trying to make yourself look worse of course to the taxpayer or the tax collector that's you know the typical the typical stance so direct refunds into their bank account uh not the taxpayer's account so you, they should not be taking the refund if you're paying the tax preparer then you should be paying them separately and then the refund that you're getting from the government should not be going directly to them right it's got to go to you and then you pay them if it's a refund going directly to them then again that that's a problem and, and a big red flag it's important for taxpayers to choose their tax return preparer wisely the choosing a tax professional there's a link to that page here on irs.gov has information about tax preparer credentials and qualifications the irs directory of federal tax return preparers with credentials and selected qualifications can help identify many preparers by type of credential or qualification Obviously, there's different types of tax preparers out there. As we saw, all tax preparers need the basically the P-10 if they're going to be a paid preparer and whatnot. They need to be notifying the IRS that they're a paid preparer. But you have different types of tax preparers. You got like CPAs, you've got lawyers, you've got enrolled agents and whatnot. And they have different kind of specialties depending on uh, what you are looking into or what you what you're looking for. So Matt, so no matter who prepares their return, taxpayers should review it carefully and ask questions about anything that not clear before signing. Remember that no matter who you hire, even if they're a legitimate tax uh, return preparer, they are acting as the agent. They're not the IRS. They're not the one primarily responsible. So even though you may not fully understand the whole process, you, you, you're the one that's primarily responsible who was hiring an agent <laughs> to, you know, to process the return. So you want to make sure that you're asking any questions and clarifying anything in your own mind so that if the IRS does come back and have questions about it, you have the peace of mind that, uh, about it. So they should verify their routing and bank account number on the completed tax return for any direct deposit refund. Taxpayers should watch out for ghost preparers and put in their bank account information on the return. Taxpayers can report preparer misconduct to, to using IRS Form 14157, Complaint Tax Return Preparer. There's a link to that here. If a taxpayer suspects a preparer filed a changed their uh, tax return without their consent, they should file form 14157A, tax return preparer fraud or misconduct. And there's a link to that here. There'll be a link to this in the description.